All right, everybody, welcome back to Thirsty Thursday number 26. This is the official Fool's Day broadcast. So now we're back on uh, April 1st, and we talked about this for a number of years, making this the official uh, day of the Fool's chapter. We're very happy to have with us tonight, uh, not only, of course, Bobby McGee. Uh, ben can't be with us tonight, actually. He's at a uh, Dungeons & Dragons convention, I think, somewhere up in Winnipeg, I'm pretty sure. But uh, he'll be joining us again next time. But we actually have some of the founding fathers of the uh, Fools chapter, as well as the current president of Fools International. So with that, um, Bobby, I'm going to kick it over to you. We'll go around the horn uh, to all you guys. If you give a brief introduction, and we'll get this kicked off. Uh, thanks, Trevor. Uh, welcome, everybody. This is really kind of an awesome experience for me. Uh, you know, I think to talk about what the Fools means to me, uh, being a member, I kind of got to talk about a little bit of my fire service history. So I, I started off as a volunteer firefighter uh, here in the small state of Delaware. And uh, I remember you had to have certain particular classes at the State Fire Academy uh, to be able to wear an SCBA and go inside fires in, in my small fire department. And I remember going through the classes and as you're nervous and all those types of things, I finished those classes up to the point that I could go inside of these fires. And I remember I just had this real sense that I didn't know what I was doing, um, generally. And uh, I really had a, a hunger for some knowledge. And I just, I, I felt, I, I knew they were letting me go inside these buildings, but I truly didn't know what I was doing. Um, my first thing that kind of brought me out, of, and, and, you know, back in the 80s, we didn't have the internet. We didn't have the networking. It just wasn't the same back then. Fire departments kind of all operate on their own deal uh, back then. And so we didn't really have that, that communication going on. And the first thing I saw was, uh, I had uh, article. I got fire engineering, and, and fire engineering was a, a great deal for me because it kind of talked about things that I wanted to learn. And it just so happened, just when I got in the fire service, it came out with that um, the little they put a little insert in there of uh, fire stream management, and I had some questions about that. And and this was really straightforward, and it wasn't political. They just said what they thought was right and what was wrong. And um, but the problem with publications like that is they're fantastic, but you kind of get what you get when you buy them. You know, each month you get whatever the articles are and they go through it. Um, when I started getting involved with Ocean City and had some years on me, um, Trevor and I don't who else founded that chapter with you, Trevor? I can't remember. Um, but a bunch of – go ahead. It was, yeah, it was and, uh, myself, J.D. Lawson, and Timmy Jershide. There you go. So – I didn't know anything about the fools and they were founding a chapter and I'm Irish and they said they were doing firefighter training and social, which is perfect for an Irish guy like me. So I right away just jumped right into it. And I think the first thing I learned was what happens when you pull your coin out and what happens when you don't bring your coin with you and those types of things. <laughs> and, and, and for that point on the, the fools uh, through our experiences with Wichita, which I was late, kind of late getting there too. Uh, was you could see the improvement that could happen to fire firefighters uh, outside of that framework of their own fire departments that we could get together as groups and get together and, and you guys are responsible for that and, and the fools have a very large influence in who I am today and, and where I am today and I owe it all to you guys so I'm really looking forward to have this conversation um, and hearing what you all have to say about all this. Um, this is uh, just a great, great group. And for those of us, those of you guys that are watching it, don't know what this is, look it up. Um, if you don't have a chapter in your area, uh, these guys will certainly help you get a chapter in your area. 
to kind of grow this thing and, and pass it along, but it's well worth being in. Um, and it's, it's a great, been a great experience for me and really helped me mold uh, what I do today. So uh, with that, uh, I'll pass it over to Ben. If you want to do the intro, we'll kind of go around the horn. Oh, I'm up. Well, yeah, my name is Ben Flagel. I'm the president of the Fools International. And uh, as you were talking, Bobby, I was just reflecting on the fact that uh, I, I encountered the Fools for the first time of all places. I was at uh, the uh, National Fire Academy for a course on fire communications. And there was a guy in the class uh, that, you know, at uh, National Fire Academy, you have to wear polos and all the official clothing. And, uh, and off duty, there was a guy wearing a shirt that uh it was charlotte metro fools and uh, i had no idea what the fools were but i was intrigued by the t-shirt and uh and i liked the guy a lot uh, everything about him uh just commanded my respect and i asked him what charlotte metro fools was and his reply was wouldn't you like to know not in an arrogant way but in a way that indicated if you want to know you need to find out and uh there was this thing called the internet back then and I was getting to know it and I immediately went to it and started trying to figure out what that acronym meant. All these years later, 17, 18 years later, I'm, uh, I'm in the EFO program and I'm going back to Emmitsburg here in two weeks and, and I'm the president of the fools. And in my brain, that's just kind of hard to accept and uh, figure out. <laughs> It's a strange world. So I, I'm pretty sure that I'm, I'm not going to fit comfortably uh, with the, the typical EFO crowd. My, my chief calls me a novelty. And uh, I, think, I, think, I think I'll represent the, uh, the international well, though. Um, it's great to be here. I'm, as always, I'm humbled to be in the same room with Bart and Walt, guys that I've, I've known now for years and that I consider um the best of friends and um but also mentors and i've i've uh stayed in walt's home i've i've uh been to countless events with bart and seen him as he really is and uh, these are the most down-to-earth bunch of folks that could have ever started such an incredible organization and that's the 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 thing that i would like to say just as we start off here, is that, uh, you know, I'm a firefighter in Alaska. I didn't start there. I started in Orange County, California. Uh, but once I decided to stay in Alaska, I, I really began to realize how separated we were from the rest of the country. And 9-11 was, was tough uh, for us in that we could not help. There was, there was very little we could do about what the rest of you were suffering. and uh, it wasn't until my first convention where I was able to convey that. And the fool's response to me was to say that it doesn't, it doesn't matter how far away. The fact that you have come here to be with us, uh, as Captain Dugan put it, to sit on the curb and, and knock back a glass of whiskey with him while he dealt with the things in his mind uh, from that day. That was that was huge, and to be included in that and welcomed just on that premise, the fact that that uh, that we're all equal 
in that we're willing to go down the dark hallway together. Those, those two eyes in that mask are all that counts. And uh, so I've literally dedicated my, the rest of my career and my life to, uh, to supporting this organization for that reason. And that's all I'll say about myself at the moment. But uh, thanks for having me on. Absolutely, brother. Uh, Walt, if you don't mind, give a quick intro, and then we'll kick it over to Bart. Sounds good. Um, it's kind of tough to follow Ben, but uh, he, he actually he did stay at our house. Uh, we were trying to rent it out, and uh, best we could do is find this guy on the side of the road, look cold and homeless. So we brought him, brought him back and let him stay with us for uh, one of the giving conventions we had in Orlando. And he's got another room available to him if he wants to come down for the Orlando convention coming up. So, but uh, my name is Walt Lewis. I'm a 20 year, 25 year firefighter for the city of Orlando fire department. And uh, currently at the rank of district chief. And this is my little girl, Peyton. Hello. I'm doing my podcast. Yes, ma'am. Here you go. You can have it back. Thank you. Uh, sorry for the interruption. Cam. So, so a uh, 25-year firefighter with the Lando Fire Department. And uh, for four years prior, I worked at Palm Bay Fire Department with the next gentleman, Bart Simpson. And he was my training officer. And uh, he was a pretty influential guy in our department. He brought in a lot of good progress, a lot of good tactics, a lot of good equipment, and uh, was an unsung hero in, in that role. And then he moved on to a couple other places as I moved on to Orlando. And, and the fortune is we got the states close together in Central Florida. And through common friends, we were always hanging out and spending time together. And uh, at one given point, we came up with the idea of creating this group called the Fools. And we'll, we'll get more into it in a little bit. But uh, it, too, has been a blessing in my career because there's, there's times through your life that you're not as enthused as you used to be in doing certain things, whether it's playing hockey or working out or going to work. And the Fools was helpful in keeping me motivated and wanting to not lose sight of what makes it an enjoyable job for the love of the job for which the fools is advocated mostly on. And um, I haven't been as influential as other members. Uh, I've had peaks and valleys in my life that made me more valuable or more available at different times. But uh, Bart and I had shared some rough times together. And uh, like you'd said, it's those two eyes in the mask that uh, are willing to be there with you in those darkest of times or those most challenging times. But the fire service as a whole gives us problems that are emotional, mental, and physical challenges. And they give you limited information in a short amount of time to try and solve the problem. And I love that puzzle they give us that we have to put together and give it back to them better than the way they gave it to us. And to help be a better person to do that, there were very few outlets many years ago to help you achieve that mission with success and the Fools is probably one of the best organizations that's really prospered that idea so that you can get to where you want to be as a firefighter. And for that, I'm, I'm very proud to be an, an infinitesimal, infinitesimal amount. Uh, I'm going to use some Kenny Ireland words as we talk because he, uh, he's not able to be here tonight. And sometimes he creates some confusement with some of his uh, adorations. And, uh, but uh, he's up uh, enjoying his anniversary in the mountains with his beautiful wife, Michelle. And uh, we got a couple other members that aren't here with us tonight, but uh, they send best wishes, uh, Mike Stallings being one and Mike Gilbert as well. But uh, I'm going to break off there because, uh, as my wife jokes, I have a 44,000 word per day minimum. 
And uh, I've been home with the kids all day. So I'm at like 4,000 right now. And uh, you got to have a lot to go with. Awesome. Thanks, Chief. Um, John Bart Simpson, sir, if you would uh, give us a little pedigree and then we'll kick the show off. Yeah. Um, kind of uh, go back a little bit of a history that um, when, uh, when I moved to Florida is when the show The Simpsons came on. And uh, one of the girls that I was dating, her, uh, she was a dispatcher. She nicknamed me Bart. And it's funny how that carries on because I think more people know me across the country by Bart than they know my real name. And half the time, if somebody calls me John, I don't even know. I don't even answer. Him. So uh, <laughs> but uh, I, I grew up uh, 20 miles south of Pittsburgh and I kind of started my uh, fire service career in a um, township fire department called Peters Township and um, actually started in 1979 when I was 16 years old. So I got the bug early. And um, so you guys do the math. I can't figure it out anymore. I lost track at 40 some years. So um, moved to Florida and as, as Walt said, worked for a couple of different departments and um, you know, we'll kind of get into the history of the fools but, um, you know, we all kind of hung around together and kind of started out as a joke and, you know, having a good time and having a couple adult beverages. And it's uh, really blossomed into something that I never figured it would be. I kind of always thought it would be our little group in Central Florida. And I think, uh, Ben, are we, what, 8,500 members or something across the country? Am I close? Yeah, yeah we're close to that. We're, we're a little over 7,000. Okay, so, you know, I think at one time we were a little bit more and sometimes we we're a little bit less. But, um, you know, just as uh, Ben and, and Walt said that, um, you know, we never expected the fool to turn out the way it is. But um, with, it, with it being said that, um, you know, we can all count on each other crawling down that dark, smoky hallway with, you know, with our masks on, you know, we would we would kill for die for each other and, and everything else. And that's kind of what the fools is about, but it's also kind of um, transferred into, as Walt said, you know, some days um, we have that dark hallway that we're not at a fire that, um, you know, that we, we have to deal with. And um, that's another reason that the fools is, is so good because we're here for each other. And, you know, there's countless, um, members in the fools that um, the fools have saved their lives and not not through firefighting but the brotherhood and um, that the fools have saved their career their fire service career because i know a couple of people were ready to hang it up and they you know they got introduced to their local fools chapter and went to a couple conventions and um, you know it's it's saved their saved their careers their some people's lives and, you know, better firemen. And that's kind of, um, I guess, one of the things that, reasons that we started it, we wanted people to be better firemen, take pride in tradition um, and honor in the fire service. And, you know, we really stand for, for doing training. And um, that's, we've always stood for training and to make ourselves better firemen. And when I say firemen, you know, we have firewomen that are members of the, of the fools too, but we kind of use that um, generic term 
you know, and um, we, we early on, we adopted uh, Chief Croker's saying, you know, from, uh, I think it was September 11th, 1911 or 1901. 1901, yeah. What's that? Yeah, I believe it was 01. Yes. So I, I was going through and trying to find my um, nice full shirt to wear. I didn't get dressed up like Ben and Walt and all those, but I went through a stack of my uh, full shirts and I, I happened to find that shirt. So uh, that, that was pretty cool. And then uh, Trevor put the, put the saying that uh, Chief Croker has put on there. Uh, that's what's, what was on our early original uh, full shirts. So um, uh, again, I want to say thank you for having having myself and and Ben and Walt on there uh, on the podcast, and uh, look forward to a good evening with everybody. Great, part. Well, thank you very much. And um, it, it's so funny that you brought that up. We were talking just before the broadcast went live, and you know, you guys started this well over a quarter of a century ago. And I don't mean to uh, you know make you feel older than what you already feel with your you know backs and shoulders and everything else but um you know that that's impressive in itself and i i found my original full shirt before there were breakout chapters and right on the front on the, on the front chest it has the you know chief croker's quote in part um that you know i have no ambition in this world but one it has to be a fireman and you know obviously people who've read that quote you know it goes on to say and i kind of paraphrase about you know, the greatest act of bravery is the first day that you sign up to be a firefighter. Everything after that is in the line of duty. And you know, that's very true. I don't think, um, you know, that Ben actually kind of alluded to that a little bit too, that you could be on the most remote part of the earth and it's about the brotherhood. We're there for each other and you know, getting re-energized. That's what it was all about. Uh, and uh, you'll come back to that in a few minutes about those people who like Bart, like you said, was, maybe looking about getting out of the fire service industry or had become dismayed with it, or, you know, just they had lost the brotherhood. They had lost that focus and the fool's chapters had really brought that back. So if, um, if you guys don't mind, could you just speak to what really, I know you said originally this, this kind of started as just, you know, a couple guys getting together and having a few adult beverages, which by the way, cheers, everybody. Thirsty, thirsty. Welcome. Launch it. Um, but what, what, what made it, what for you guys, what made a transition from that, that small group that some people might call it, you know, oh, they're just a click in the firehouse or here's the go-getters or the hut hut boys as I've, I've heard, um, some, you know, some people call the more energetic folks in the firehouse, but what made it for you guys transition from being that small group to a formal organization? Um, Actually, can I can I pause for one second there, Trevor? Sure. Um, Thirsty Thursday, and we got an official fool's toast. How about we start off with that real quick? Would that be cool? Yep. Is that right? Think of Johnson while we're doing it. Absolutely, we'd love to hear. So, to Matty Johnson, uh, he he came up with this uh, great toast. It's used in chapters all over the place. So, the official fool's toast. In the grips of death, we depend on sisters and brothers. Through smoke and fire, we protect each other. Our calling is clear, we shall not wander. When protecting life, it's death before dishonor. And here and now, we raise our glass, a toast to the fallen heroes of the past. Tradition, brotherhood, duty forever, for this could be our last drink together. Slancha. 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 
So a little shout out to Maddie for coming up with that gem. Absolutely, brother. And thank you for sharing that with us and everybody here who may have never heard that before. Um, you know, something definitely to look into. But yeah, uh, you, you want to carry on from there with uh, the genesis of this whole thing and where we are today. Somebody's breaking up. Yeah, I don't know who's talking. All right. Well, I'll kind of start. I don't know if it's Walt that's breaking up or um, you know, kind of kind of the little history that we all, the founders all ran around together. We all kind of had seemed to have um, leather helmets and and everything else. And if I remember correctly, you know, we started out that uh, you know I think it was Mike Stallings that came out and goes, "Yeah, look at us, we're a bunch of fools." And then the the acronym came down. And we wrote that down, and then I think it kind of progressed into um, uh, the Orlando guys got a big group of guys together, and we used to go downtown Orlando, and then it kind of came as the joke of, oh, we're having a fool's convention in Orlando. And what I think, what there what was probably 30 or 40 of us at one time, I think the last one there, Walt. Yeah, there was and quite a few. I mean, we, we'd have asked that. Add beer and firefighters. You're gonna, you know, we're gonna mask the numbers, and, but it wouldn't. It wasn't uncommon for us to be called fools by the other ninety percent. I mean, we were the ten percent that went to classes on our own, that went to training on our own, set up training for each other. You know, talked fire stuff, advocated talking tactics, and learning from other agencies. Riding at FDNY, Chicago, Detroit, going to learn to see what the other people do that fight fire often, and what can we do to make ourselves better. And we were, we were admonished, you know, you guys are a bunch of fools for spending your own money going to these classes. And then we heard this back when I was in Palm Bay days. So, you know, you guys are a bunch of fools for going to, you know, paying for these extra classes. You're never going to do that here. You know, it's, it's eventually it kind of stuck. It's like, you know what, let's, let's wear it like a flag of honor. And uh, um, Stallings being the, the genius he is, he's like fraternal order of leather, leatherheads and, and a little bit of a joke that it was, it actually stuck and it makes total sense. And it, and even at first when we started, the leather helmet was required and we quickly had got rid of that because there's plenty of agencies that won't allow the leather helmet. It doesn't dissuade good firefighters from working there. So we had, we abolished that idea and then uh, stuck with the idea of staying with the fools and being proof to it. Um, and even early on, we, we got countered with, and I had to laugh, we we'd talked earlier about Chad Cox and the Wichita Fools. Uh, visiting there early on, they had a group that was countering the fools called the Loafs, the League of Average Firefighters. And uh, if they could just put their powers to good, they would actually probably be a little bit better than where they were. But there's always somebody else that wants to cast a stone at you. And typically people that will criticize you are the ones that do the least. So we took it as a badge of honor and uh, advocated from there on. And it just proved the concept that it's okay to be good at your job. It's okay to want to be good so you can go home to see your families, so you can be satisfied with the job performance you create, you gave, and so that you can work to help promote others to be that good. Because if they're that good, you you likely will go home from the bad events when they happen. And it may never in your career, it might be the next call. But do you want to take the chance? We don't. We want to be good. So I love what it's become, and uh, it's gone from there. Awesome. Thanks, Chief. Um, ben, I know that you, you, as the current president, you have a lot of, uh, you know, you're standing on a lot of shoulders. You have some big shoes to fill and you've done it very, very well. 
what are some of the challenges that you're facing right now? I know we've had COVID that's really hampered our abilities to to meet, to train, to do a lot of things. So you know, what are what are some things that you've done to try to keep this you know great history of ours alive, which you've obviously done well, but what are some things that you've done and some of the challenges you've come up with? Yes. Well, really, we've been building on on some of the things that we had started under Richie. Because we have to keep in mind, I'm only the third president of the Fools. And uh, we're a very young organization as far as fraternal organizations go. And uh, and we're we're coming into our own at a time when our society is rapidly changing. So even the word fraternal causes problems. Uh when when dealing with uh, some of the issues in the firehouse today uh so some of the things that have come about is we have a very very high quality powerpoint we've put together on the history of the fools because we began to realize that that time was passing and people didn't know who the founders were and and that and uh, that's actually a very big deal to the e-board that that people would not know who our founders were so um, that's something that was established. The uh, the venerable kegman from convention, uh, which is not about drinking so much as it is about the, just the history of the convention, has been uh, retired from service and no longer has to travel the country because it costs uh, probably anywhere from a thousand to five thousand dollars to ship it to convention. So it's going to be memorialized uh, in the coming years. We've uh, created a podcast to communicate with our presidents, uh, to the general membership as well. But our target is the presidents to help them with uh, some of the administrative challenges that come with uh, maintaining a chapter. And uh, we're taking on texting. uh, uh, I don't even know what to call it. Um, New technology. We're grappling with it because we're competing with communication styles that are that are so intense getting your message through is very difficult which trevor i'm sure you're finding is is an aspect of what you're doing here you're competing with so many podcasts and so many webcasts that uh how do you stand out uh to be heard and we're having that problem with our just with our chapter presidents because chapter presidents are often the type a personality and they've got a million things they're doing and taking time to stop and listen to to uh, the eboard talk about how to run their chapter is is not on the top of the priority list. So we're trying to find new ways to communicate with them. Uh, I've been having Zoom meetings similar to this uh, with with chapters around the country to introduce myself and talk about these issues and and find out what's important to the membership, especially with the absence of the convention. And then we're um, we're playing around with social media, trying to find the right pathway to stay current and relevant. And some of the things uh, we were talking about before uh, we went live, it, it was as if you were right here next to me as I was writing down my thoughts, because I wrote down some some personal goals that are on my mind continually, uh, and I'll I'll just point some of those out. Um, you know, the the organization grew. Uh, extremely large. When I became secretary, I think it had just gone from being roughly 14,000 members down to about eight. And uh, over history, there's been over 20,000 members. Now we're down to about 7,000 members. 
we've gone from 185 chapters to to roughly 145, 150. And that's just cleaning house, allowing chapters that no longer had the ability to function uh, because of retirements and changes in, in uh, their leadership uh, to, to pass away and, and to maybe come back again, um, renewed with a, a, a new e-board. We've been cleaning the house and just tidying things up. So as we're doing that, we're asking ourselves, where is the leadership of the international for the future? And, and that's a critical question because the things you were talking about earlier, the fact that uh, we've all got firefighters working with us that weren't alive uh, during 9-11 or, or were so young they just don't know much about it. We have people working with us that don't understand the need for an organization like this. They're, uh, they're grappling with problems that they don't even yet understand. The, the uh, emergence of suicide is a major factor in our lives. Carcinogens that we've been wedded to for our whole careers. The, uh, the passing of firefighters that, that really created our value system as they, they've moved on out of the fire service. And, and you begin to, from our perspective now, I think all of us have got a little gray hair going we're, we're beginning to realize that's the normal course of events. And uh, if we value these things as much as we have said we, we do, we have to find a way to preserve it into the future generation. And the future generation is, is extremely different from us. Not so much because they're, uh, you know, the personalities, but because of the way they learn, because of the, the stressors that they have to deal with that we didn't have to, um, encounter. Uh, our, our transition was from the tailboard to sitting in the cab. Theirs is, is it even going to involve a cab when technology is done with their job? So how do I prepare the fools for that in the coming decades? And so we're grappling with those issues. We're trying to find ways to create a succession plan to find my replacement, to, to find another quality treasurer like the one we have now, uh, who's, who's, uh, ethics and integrity are impeccable. How do we expand our ability to communicate in this competitive environment? Those are the things we're grappling with. Our values haven't changed, but how are they going to sound to the young generation? And, uh, and those are the, th that, that stuff's in my mind constantly whenever I think of the fools. So uh, I don't know if that answers your question, but those are some of the thoughts that were on my mind. We're the warrior poets as Bobby Halton called us years ago, uh, we're the warrior poets of the fire service and we're, we're committed to that role. And I think it's a very valid role. Um, and it's a, it's a matter of finding the right people to step up and take over for us when the time comes. Absolutely, Ben. Thanks for sharing that with us. And you know, truer words probably haven't been said. You know, we, we look at, what we can do as leaders. And we always want to have the self gratification of seeing the results of what we're doing in the industry. And, you know, for these, you know, some of the other guys on the screen right now who started this over a quarter century ago, not even imagining it could be where it is today. Um, you know, we have to look at the influence that we actually have on people, whether intended or not. And that level of leadership, whether you're a positional leader or whether you just happen to be somebody in a uh, position of authority or, or even a senior guy or somebody with a good idea. 
And you know, I, I go back even to the history of the Ocean City chapter, which um, yeah, I had the privilege of being one of the pres or the president of that chapter for a while as well. And we were the first breakout chapter of the Fools International. We had met some of the guys. Um, I, I remember back in 97, um, and I wish I could remember which one, probably a little hazy at the bar, but uh, you're meeting these guys and, oh, wow, this is a cool thing these Central Florida guys have going on. It's really about the brotherhood. And we had something similar in Ocean City where uh, the North End guys in the city, we, you know, we were the ones who were out training and, all oh, who the hell do you guys think you are? And we were getting just slammed constantly for being go-getters and going to classes and doing things that weren't mandated. And, you know, being, we were those guys. And we actually, uh, like Walt was saying, we, we took it as a bad badge of honor. And I guess the, uh, you know, the FCC will give me one, but uh, this, you know, one of, one of our uh, senior people in the department at that time called us a bunch of North End dickheads. And so he said, oh yeah, that North End dickhead club up there at 74th street. Well, we loved it. So we had t-shirts made with any DHC and, you know, so we, we kind of grabbed that and like, we were proud of that. We were proud to be called that. And so instead of being a slam, we're like, yeah, we are those guys. Cause we're the ones that were you know, out throwing ladders at three o'clock in the morning. If we, if we didn't feel that we did a good job on that last call, we were only as good as that last call. We were doing that. So, you know, I want to um, kind of throw it back to Walt and Bart is to, you know, look at where you started your career and you know, obviously very, very earlier on in your career, you started the fool's chapters to where you are now as you know, people with authority in the industry. Um, you not only from a teaching aspect, but also departmental and just talk about that level of influence for a minute. Um, and you know, even the smallest thing that you might say, and again, this is something we talked about just prior to coming live is you know, I was out at, um, you know, I, we, we took this from the, the guys at the staff and command. Some years later, we saw some uh, folks wearing t-shirts. I think it's 2001 out at FDIC and say, Hey, we'd love to join into that. And they let a bunch of you know, ragtag guys from around the country join up to their central Florida chapter. And we wanted to do our own thing. So, um, but we, we said, you know, you can't, you can't do anything other than replicate what's already great and successful. And Ocean City was the first uh, breakout chapter. That's why we call ourselves the alpha chapter of the fools. Um, met a guy out in, uh, in uh, New Mexico at bomb school, some guy from Kansas I'd never met before in my life. And, he went back, he saw a Fool's t-shirt. Hey, I've heard about this. This is great. Went back and started the uh, Wichita Fool's chapter, Chad Cox and some, some of him and some of his buddies. So, um, Walton, Bart, if you guys don't mind, um, you can you just really talk about that, you know, whether it was foreseen or unforeseen, that level of influence that you had um, you know, over getting the ch you know, these chapters started and, and what kind of led you to the decision to let folks like us in Ocean City start that breakout chapter and whether that you know, if, if you ever kind of questioned that idea or even thought it would be valid or you know, where, where it went from then till now. Bart, you want to go or you want me to take it? Yeah, you can take it. So we, we didn't, we just put a name to something that was already there. I mean, guys love the business before we showed up and they'll love it after we're gone. So, you know, you wouldn't have changed Trevor Stedman's interest in the business and authority, you know, enthusiasm of performing better on the next call. We just, we just came up with a nickname, a moniker, and, and it stuck. And then with that, we were all able to identify to the one thing rather than the lots of things that we each did as individuals or smaller groups and smaller factions. So the, the credit, I mean, I hate give, being given any kind of credit towards we created, we created, we, we just kind of collaborated. We really, you know, and, and brought stuff together. And it's, 
And I'm really impressed to hear Ben talking about what we're doing for the future because some of us that are, you know, help put this together, we're feeding horses when we started the firefighting business. And here we are, you know, moving on to Instagram and other methods of sharing technology with, with the new future of fire service. So to see such a change and to be a part of it, it's, it's pretty impressive. But we, we were just wanting to share um, the ability to have a, have a network. I mean, it's a truly a fraternal organization so that you could be in a collective group of people of like minds that are as enthusiastic, that want to do well, and you could be the one in your agency. You could be one of a hundred in your agency, however it is that you can be okay with being good. And, you know, I, I've mentioned it before, but we wanted others to realize their passion was not alone. So by creating this and, uh, and, and advocating it, other people sprouting up around the country at one given point, you'd mentioned that uh, the alpha chapter came about because we, we couldn't be everywhere to talk to guys and help share the ideas and, and spread the word. So when you guys brought up the idea of creating their, the breakout chapter, it, 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 the lights went on, of course, that's a great idea. And then the other chapters started sprouting and it, it's just easier to back off and let everybody manage locally and us be able to work with. And then the, the idea of, wouldn't it be great to have conventions and go places? Tampa fools set us up, South Florida fools, Charlotte Metro fools. Uh, I, I appreciate that this year they're doing the Central Florida fools to make it easy for me to go again. It's, uh, you know, we're coming back to Florida. So it's uh, a lot of great people involved in a great organization that will have ebb and flow and uh, it will always sustain, I think, as long as there's a love for the job. But it is up to us to share the mission and share the words so that we can help encourage others that maybe feel admonished or don't get the support where they live, that uh, it's okay to be good at their job, but they can by being a part of this organization. And I'm no wonderment to the fire service. I'm very motivated. I'm very excited. I love sharing things that I've learned. And I've learned some of those things the hard way. And I don't want those to be repeated for somebody that can pick it up from a lesson I can pass on. But the, the fire service is a great organization. It's definitely there as a serving organization for the people. And I, I can't think of a better way to show God's love in serving humans in their most vulnerable hour, their most vulnerable point where they cannot take care of themselves. We can show up as a banded unit and solve the problem and not admonish them or make them belittle them for be not being able to take care of it themselves. We show up, give them the helping hand, get them back on their feet or move them in the right direction and help solve the problem. Go to the next one and get to do it again. So fulfillment is the one thing that we get out of the business that we should be able to always achieve. And uh, if we don't get that, we shouldn't allow somebody else to steal it from us. Uh, so if it's the outside forces that prevent you from wanting to be good at this business, here's a way to connect with others that do and be able to keep that passion alive. And bro, like you know, again, just your know, very wise words. That was one of the beautiful things. I want to um, you know, kick it over to Bart and Bobby as well, and get their thoughts on this. One of the beautiful things about the fools was it. It didn't matter what your collar pins looked like. It didn't matter your longevity in the fire service. It was about sharing that information and trying to make us better at our trade. And it wasn't there, the egos, the attitudes, the collective bargaining agreements, the this, that, the work politics. And there were people in the Fools chapter that 
you know, you, you may disagree with on a occupational basis, a theoretical, a tactical basis or anything else. But when it came down to it, that was your brother full. And that was always the focus of it. And I think that was one of the greatest things that's been maintained, not only from what you all started, but what to, uh, you know, Ben's continuing that great tradition today is that collectively we have that fraternity of our brothers and sisters that will come together. They'll share information. And when we go to teach um, in places and that's, and Bobby, you know, I've said this about you before you came on. One of the greatest things about working with um, it within the Fools chapters and we go kind of do a co-op and help each other. We never go really to teach anybody anything. We go to share what we know, and what we don't know and say, hey, this is what I've been through. This is what worked for me. This may or may not work for you. But it's all about that that brotherhood and sisterhood in the fire service. So, um, you know, Bobby and Bart, uh, I know you guys have you feel definitely the same way. And Bobby, especially from a you know a training perspective, um, what what are some of the things that you're looking at from not only previous but going forward that we can apply some of these standards that have been tried and true, especially in, in a day uh, or in, in today's fire service where it becomes a little bit more challenging, where sometimes that brotherhood and that thought process is getting a little bit lost. So um, if I just throw in a little little kind of a history, I think that the pivotal moment in, um, in the Fools was um, at FDIC. Um, most of us remember we decided we were going to have a little get together in the basement of, I want to say the Radisson, but that's not the right hotel. Um, but I, I happened to stumble upon the picture because there's there's a, a lot of friendly faces and some, some of those guys are with us and some still are, are not with us. But um, I think that was a pivotal moment. I know for me that we filled up this room. We had a bunch of firemen together. We were having a good time. We were talking brotherhood, um, talking about the job. And, you know, I, after a while I, I had to go to the bathroom. So the bathroom, there was a line in the men's room to get downstairs so I walked up the stairs and in an amazement there was a line up the stairs out the door and down the sidewalk in front of the in the other side of the hotel and like it was kind of just amazing that you know these there were so many people that that wanted to you know see what we were about to share the brotherhood and and you know just just have a, a good good group of people that we can, they're like-minded. And um, I think we went through a couple kegs and we had to go steal one somewhere, maybe across the street <laughs> or beg, borrow and steal or whatever. But um, you know, that, that was a, a, a pivotal moment that I think in the, in the uh, international history that um, having that little get together. And I think that's what changed us to that, you know, once we got more people involved in it, that we decided that we're going to have to have chapters across the country and and everything else. And it kind of, um, I guess a little bit was a self-driven car that, you know, the need need came up and, and we kind of, you know, put a driver behind the wheel and, and said, this is the way we're going to go, you know, and it, and it really took off from there. And, um, you know, kind of going into part of your other question, uh, Trevor, you know, we all kind of have the, the naysayers and the people that are just there for the job and, and everything else. But I think is being a fool's member and 
and you know, uh, we have, we're the brotherhood is what keeps a lot of people going. And you know, we, we every department has them and and everything else. And we just kind of, I guess, um, got to keep that even keel, that ship in the right direction, because you know we could we could turn left at Albuquerque or or um, you know make a right hand turn somewhere and you know kind of kind of overturn the ship but i think the fools kind of keep a lot of people on that even keel and give them a little bit of guidance of of where to go in the future that you know there is a true brotherhood that stands for um you know we stand for each other and you know training that that no matter what everybody says and you know we, we all heard it and still hear it today you know, that's, you shouldn't go to those classes. You're wasting your money. You, know, you can go out and buy a new gun. You could go buy a car or whatever, but you're just, you're just pissing your money away. You know, I, I plan on getting out of here and, you know, get my 25 years and get the hell out of here. And, um, you know, for those who are really passionate about the, the fire service and, and like Walt said, what our, what our calling is to serve the people. A lot of people forget about that that side of the, the job is some people, it's just a job, but to us, it's, it's more, we, we, we care about the people that, that we have to take care of, whether it's a medical call or a fire call or whatever. And, you know, I think across the country that, that fools members take that extra step to, you know, uh, preserving people's property or taking care of them maybe a little bit better than just the average average Joe firefighter. And, uh, you know, I think that's that's what we have to keep, like Ben said, we're, we're keeping our um, traditions alive and and what we've stand, stood for for the last 25 years and hopefully another 25 years is, you know, take pride, honor, and tradition in our job. And, you know, I, I hate to use the word job anymore, you know, in, in our fire service careers, I guess, whether it's, you know, we have people that are, that are volunteers. And I know some volunteers that are more dedicated than, than half the career guys that I have working in my department. And, um, you know, we, we just, I think the, the fools is the, the catalyst to keep that going. And as, as we get older, you know, hopefully that we're, we're passing that information on and passing the, you know, the, the foundation of the fools on to them to make them better firemen. And, and the ultimate goal is, um, you know, for us to come home safely and to take care of the people that, that we're, we're sworn to serve. So. Absolutely, brother. And um, Bobby, I'm gonna kick it over to you real quick. Uh, one of the things I always thought about when I went to any of the fools, whether it was hot classes or even just meeting out in Indianapolis, you might see each other once a year, but these are the people that it's like, you just saw them yesterday. They're your brothers and sisters. and you, you laugh together, you cry together, you party together, you pray together. I mean, it's just that that's what it's all about. And I always said that those events were my shot of redemption, my re-energizing in the fire service every year, because you get these places, whether it's FDIC with 30 to 50,000 participants or a small uh, hands-on training conference with 30 guys, then you're like, wow, this, this is what it's all about because now there's all these people who think like I do have the same passion, the same outlook and have the same belief, not only in what we do, but why we do what we do and that level of service. And Bobby, I know you're really big on that as well. 
um, you know, about not looking so much internally at what our needs are, uh, at you in the fire service, but also for the people we serve. So, you know, if you don't mind, uh, Bobby, could you take it for a couple seconds and give us your thoughts on that part? Yeah, um, <laughs> sure. <laughs> uh, you know, I think, I think Ben talked about it earlier. He said, you know, um, we have this competition of, of podcasts and, uh, webcasts and all these types of things out here. Um, you know, I think Trevor and I are, we welcome it all. Uh, we think, you know, if you, if you watch this show and you get something out, that's fantastic. And if someone else puts something out there, we think that's great too. And there's a lot of really good ones out there. Um, so it lends us to think why the fools, you know, for all the people watching, thinking about it, why have a chapter here? Why do this? And so with over 33 years of experience, um, what I can tell them is that, you know, organizations, you know, uh, Ben was talking about the ups and downs. And I think Walt and Bart were both on ups and downs of the fools. The membership goes up, the membership goes down. Well, every organization that we work for, we volunteer for, they have ups and downs too. And sometimes there's budget constraints and they can't have training anymore. And, and, and sometimes the, the leadership isn't quite what uh, a really motivated firefighter would want to have, but they're, they're, they're working there or they're volunteering there or whatever. Um, as a member of the IFF, it kind of links us together at some level, um, but there's a lot of other things going on that the IFF worries about that has really nothing to do with training. Um, and then we that would leave out our volunteer brothers and sisters and those that don't have actual IFF chapters. So this is where the fools fits in is no matter where you are in your agency, you don't have enough money to have good training. You don't have the right facilities to have good training. Uh, you don't have the, you don't have the leadership to give you good training here. The fools sits and says, listen, network with us. Uh, we'll go out there. I mean, I, I, I don't hold a candle um, to Wichita, uh, Wichita, those guys spend a lot of their own money going all over the place, teaching under the banner of fools. I mean, I think they've gone as far as how far travel. I mean, probably, I don't know the Southeast, um, of the U S all over the place. And so what I see the fools group as, is a simple way, um, to get your guys together that want to get really good quality training and have really great people, uh, to network with. So that's, really kind of where I see the fools at because, you know, the, the, the fellowship, the having beers together is, is really a fantastic time and we're really good at that. But man, there's nothing better than having a three hour or a six hour training class and then having happy hour. It just is so much more accomplishing for, for the, the dedicated firefighters in our group. Uh, the fools is a one group I think that can meet those expectations. Now as chapter, we sometimes fall short of providing what we probably should provide to the, the members around us. And we have to work on that, do some soul searching ourselves. As I listen to you guys talk, I started thinking about that a little bit. So, you know, we're really not doing, and when I say we, I should talk about me because probably other guys in, in, in my organization are trying harder than I am, but we should really start reaching out um, post COVID. Uh, we need to put this, we, we need to put the shambles back together. Um, it's not our fault. It is what it is. Um, we just haven't able to train. So, We've been doing lots of Zoom and stuff like that, but Zoom doesn't hold a candle to hands-on, putting your hands on a halogen bar, to pull on a hand line, doing those types of things. And as an Irish guy, afterwards having a cup of cold drinks with them guys is just like, it's my heaven, you know? And so those guys looking around, there's all kinds of things going on, but this is the one group 
if you're a volunteer, if you work in a fire department that's not union, if you're union, if you don't have leadership, um, this is a group where these guys come together. It all started in Florida. And they come together and say, hey, we'll give you some ideas. We'll give you some ways. And if it's just one person out of that fire department gets something out of that's great. So that's kind of my thought process with the fools. Um, you know, and the brotherhood is very big. I mean, when my mother died, I'll never forget the whole group of, I think, 50 or 60 guys in Ocean City in the convention. Uh, the, the, I was the day before her uh, funeral, or maybe the day of her funeral, uh, they all cheered my mom. Um, you know, and that is the, the crux of the fools. I mean, we work with the National Fallen Firefighters. We work with a lot of really fantastic other groups out there to provide training. And this is the group that does it. So thank you guys for starting this thing. Uh, thank you, Ben, for leading this thing. Uh, I can give you nothing but a bunch of love, brotherhood, and appreciation for what you all have created. And now it's our jobs individually to make this thing bigger and better uh, with and, and a better quality deal. So thanks, Trevor. Appreciate it. Absolutely, Bobby. And thank you. Um, yeah, I've had the privilege of not, you know, not only working with Bobby, but actually traveling around the, uh, the country with him. And love you to death, brother. But I tell you what, you, you wear me out. I got to say, but um, Ben, Ben, real quick, I, I want to kick it back over to you and uh, we're going to start having to wind down here in a few minutes. The, you know, the original guys, you know, Bart, Walt, Mike, all those other guys who were with us probably could never have conceptualized how much influence they would have. And I know, you know they're very humble about this, but we've seen the acronyms start to pop up about, you know, do the right thing and uh, remember fallen brothers. And, you know, now it's ex expanded out. And of course, each individual chapter has their own things. But uh, what what are some of the what are some of the meanings? You not so much you know, phonetically or you know, directly with them, but when we talk about some of these uh, you know, acronyms that we put on ourselves, just as daily reminders and that ability to kind of whisper good counsel to each other. That if you know, we start kind of getting off path a little bit and say, "Hey, man, you know, BTRT, uh, you know, RFB." So what what are what are some of those things mean to you as a leader of the international right now and trying to get that message out to some of our folks? Um, you know how how do you how do you look at some of those acronyms and what would you add to it if you could? I, I don't know that I can find the words for adding to it, uh, but let me let me step back and answer your first question. The uh, the acronyms I I wear around my wrist because I never want them to be far from me. Um, because as as I was mentioning, um, when I looked up the fools back at the uh, at Emmitsburg, uh, it was back in two thousand three, and I read the the definition of a leatherhead, and I read the acronyms. I thought that's that's me. That's that's my heart. I, I get choked up about it even even now. Every time I talk about it, as I read that, I just realized this this organization is describing my heart and uh so for me the acronyms all of them uh they are a prescription for how to make decisions how to choose the right thing how to take the right actions when when the chips are down and things are not going well or when everything appears to be going well but under the surface you're you're having to make some difficult choices um, whether it's DTRT which is something that you just hammer into your head at that critical moment when you have to choose uh, or 
keeping the faith, which literally is is sitting on the curb next to someone who just needs you to listen. Um, in those moments when we're not in the dark hallways, as uh, Walt and Bart referred to, uh, dealing with the other dark that we have after so many years of this job. Um, RFB, teaching each other to stand uh, for those who have gone. All, all of these acronyms have deep meaning. And, and so if I would add anything, the concept that I, I have in my head is that it really isn't about chapters, although that is the expression of organization that it's taken on. What it really is, is um, it's, a, it's a way of life within the fire service. And I think that's, that's what caused Bobby to, to call it a warrior poet, is we're, we're living full tilt these values that the fire service professes and trying to make it as real as possible within our, our own performance of the career. And, and I don't know that there are words for that that adequately express it. I, I'm a, like Walt, I'm a deeply uh, faithful person. Uh, God is, is uh, with me at all times. And uh, I, I am, I am blessed to pursue this career that focuses on life-saving, which is something that God invented. Uh, but the danger of being so passionate about the fools is that it is almost a religion that could displace the true religion that I observe in my soul. So, um, you know, I, at times I look at who I am as a firefighter and who I am uh, attending services on Sunday morning. And I, I have a hard time reconciling the two, except for that I know that, that, that the grace of God allows me to perform this job and to love the firefighters I serve with in a way that is perhaps uncomfortable for the people in the pew next to me. Um, and they don't have to understand. It's, it's understood by you guys. Uh, for example, uh, probably the brother I love most, uh, he, uh, he grabbed me one time. We were talking about a difficult topic in his life. And he took my hand, he took his hands and he, he grabbed my face like this. And he, he said, you are a man that I love. And what he was talking about is literally we were standing on two different sides of a fence and he knew that that fence was not a barrier to the love between us and that I wouldn't allow it to be. That is what we are about and that's who we are with each other. And I, I don't think the fire service, uh, I don't think our nation can do without that. Someone has to be holding things together. And when all is said and done, when walls are tumbling in our streets and our own nation is pulling itself apart, it should not be, it shall not be the fire service. We've got to hold each other together. And we fools are a reflection 
of the fabric that holds us together. And that's why I'm so passionate about it. I don't know how to make that an acronym. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? There's that that's a lot to put on the back of a t-shirt, but I mean that's you're very poignant to what we you know what we do. And um if you don't mind real quick before we start wrapping up, I just kind of want to you know share something with you on that same line. Recently I saw a and I'm not a technology guy, so and Ben Waples isn't here to you know, support me on the tech part. Bobby, you make fun of me because I'm still a knuckle dragging Android guy. But um, I saw a, I guess it's a video clip or a meme. Already, already, Bob. Um, but it, it was, it, it applies to the fire service just as well, but it was actually a, a meme for veterans. And so I'll, I'll put it in the fire service terms, if you will. But if you imagine a firefighter who's fallen through a floor and is trapped in a basement and they're alone, they're in despair, they need help. And, you know, long story short, the, the timeline is that a, a psychologist comes along and sticks her head down in the hole to the basement and says, hey, firefighter, um, try these stress reduction techniques. I'll check back with you in a week. Make sure you're okay. And then a few minutes later, uh, you know, a psychiatrist comes along and says, hey, take these pills uh, one, one time a day for seven days. I'll check back with you in a week. And then a little bit later on, a firefighter comes by and sticks his head down in the hole, sees his brother uh, down there at the bottom of this basement, bottom of this pit, and jumps in with him. And the firefighter who's in the bottom of the pit said, what the hell's wrong with you? Why would you jump in the pit? Now we're both stuck down here. He goes, no, brother, I've been here before. I know the way out. So, you know, that's kind of where we are, um, you know, in, in that with the fools, because we look, we, we look at each other, not only from training, networking, but we believe in what we do not only as an organization, but as a duty and a calling. And we want to be better at everything that we do. So, um, you know, I can't really express my appreciation for not only what, you know, Walt and Bart and those other guys started back in you know, the early to mid nineties and where you, you've taken it today, Ben, but, um, you know, we, we've gotten to a, you know, a point now where we need to pass this along to some of this newer generation who's actually really hungry for some of these things. Um, and again, quickly, I have uh, a lot of my four, we're, we're kind of a stepping stone department where I am right now because we're small. We have, you have somewhat limited things that we can offer and, that, and that's okay. That's just where we are in the universe. And I have a lot of my former firefighters who will come back just to do training, which is phenomenal to me. That's a, uh, you know, that that's a great compliment, if you will. And I had one recently who probably left about three years ago and he's got a captain he works for. He said, captain's a great guy, but the captain knows what he knows and doesn't, want to know anything other than that and he feels stuck he feels like he can't progress and i bobby i used you as the example i said my my brother bobby you know he's the guy that if he's the only one out on the side of the fire station throwing ladders pulling lines you know rigging a z rig whatever the case is he's going to go out and do it i said be that guy because it might not pay off today tomorrow next week next month you will be the go-to guy there'll be the people that they look to you and say wow this guy's about the job you know, you're you're at a temporary plateau. Don't let it discourage you. It's, as much as it sucks right now, you know, do the right thing. Stay the course. You know, remember the fallen brothers. Remember the people that that were behind you. And so, um, you know, those are all the things that. That's not something that I came up with in my mind. Those were things that were it really ingrained in me from my membership and my uh, my affiliation with the Fools chapters. And again, um, you know, thank you very much, you know, Walt Bart and the rest of you guys. But uh, we're at about uh, seven minutes after the after the hour. 
And um, I want to go ahead and go around the horn one more time, see if you guys have any closing thoughts. So um, with that, Bobby, let me start with you, and then we'll kick it off to our, uh, to our guests and have them wind up, and we'll, we'll get out of here. Uh, I won't take very long. Uh, thank you very much, guys, for coming on. It's a pleasure meeting you. I'm sure we'll meet again somewhere and have a nice, cold, uh, toasty uh, beverage. Um, I, you know, I think that um, this, this organization is great. Is there a way to, to share um, how to get in, in touch with these guys? They will do a chapter or something, Trevor, um, before we leave. Uh, but I just want to say thank you to you guys and uh, search up the fools if we can't find it. And it, it'll be on our website, right, Trevor? He don't know. I'll, we'll talk to Ben. I'll tell Ben to put it on the website. How about that? But thank you, guys. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um Ben, if you, if you don't mind giving some closing comments, then we'll kick it off to uh, Walt and Bart, and then I'll wrap this up for us. I think I've I've said quite enough tonight. Uh, but anyone wanting to start a chapter can come to our website. We uh, we also have a uh, an Instagram account. We've got a Twitter account. Uh, you can find us in all those formats. We have a podcast now on iTunes and uh, through I think it's Google. It's a Buzzsprout product. And uh, we're always reaching out, and we're we're quick to to uh, guide people in the the way to establish a chapter and get something going in their community. Uh, but the the website is the first place to go, foolsinternational.com. And I am so thankful and honored to have been uh, here with these these stellar brothers that uh, that I truly truly dearly love and thanks for including me and with that i'm done awesome ben thank you so much and thanks for your leadership and if i could make one suggestion is that we need to make april 1st the official fool's day holiday so we you know, once this covid crap gets done we need to start celebrating that with some hot training or whatever else we come up with whether it's uh you know, fundraising, training, just a brotherhood bash, whatever we need to do. But that is that is going to be a formal recommendation I will send up to your level, sir. I, I like that idea. Go ahead and send it. I'll, I'll, I'll run it out. All right. It's coming to you hot. All right. Um, Bart, take us out of here. Give, give, <laughs> give us some closing thoughts. Um, again, thanks. Thanks for having us on. And um, I, I always enjoy talking about you know, the fools, the brotherhood, and, you know, what, what we're all about. And, um, you know, just uh, for the younger guys that uh, look into what the fools is and, and, and you know, we're, we need people to carry on our tradition and, um, you know, the pride and, and continue training. And, you know, we all have those dark moments in our career. And, uh, you know, just, just like Trevor said, that, you know, it, it might not seem like it pays off right now, but down the road, it, it, it will always pay off and um, be true to the brotherhood and, uh, you know, take care of each other and um, long live the fools. Absolutely, brother. Walt, you're up. All right. Just making sure I'm still on. I sent Ben a message to make sure for me there. So uh, there were a couple of guests that couldn't be here tonight. Part of the fools uh, exec executive board emeritus. So the international board. So Mike Stallings. Uh, Mike Gilbert, Tommy Redman, Ken Ireland, and then a couple other names that were very instrumental in getting our organization off the ground and 
putting it in the right slots and making it happen like they did. Dick and Ellen Brown. Ellen was uh, tremendous in helping organize the organization. So they certainly deserve, uh, you know, some mention and shout out and hope they're doing well in Tennessee. And also a very instrumental uh, person that really helped us um, get some strong perspective and really advocate training and give us a solid name was Mike Dugan. Um, Captain Dugan, Ladder 123, New York, retired. And uh, just some solid individuals. And there's so many more to name. Of course, uh, you know, Ben mentioned he's the third president. Amongst the executive board, uh, the, the, part, the presidency passed around him. Mike Gilbert and uh, Mike Stallings were presidents at given times, but also Eric DePoto was one of our first presidents outside of the executive board, and then Richie Stack, and then uh, now Ben Flegel, and each have done great jobs helping carry on an organization that is truly a fraternity to help anyone, and the mission is to help anyone that wants to be a good firefighter be better. So it's it's uh, something that's I'm, I'm very proud to be a part of and. Uh, I love the connectivity and the ability to communicate like this. So for that, thank you very much for allowing us to share the message and be a part of this. It uh, has put us in places where I couldn't be more proud to be a part of. Absolutely, Chief. Thank you very much. And with that, um, we're going to go ahead and wrap this. Oh, go ahead. Call me, Chief. Call me, Walt. I, I know. I was just. I was trying to show that last. Well, I was going to put out a silver alert for you while when you went off the screen a little while ago, but you came back, so I'm happy now. But uh, guys, just want to say thank you very, very much for coming and joining us tonight. Um, you know, this is something that we do every other Thursday, just to try to get some information out. I'm sure we'll talk to you again. And um, you know, anybody who's viewing this, whether it's live tonight or later on down the road. You know, please reach out if you know, you're a little bit frustrated in the fire service. Like we said, sometimes you have those uh, peaks and valleys, those highs and lows. Um, but you can you can always grow down in the valleys. And you know, this this is an organization that has really kept me energized over the years. And you know, even coming from uh, the chapter in Mid Atlantic down here to South Florida, and as active as these guys were, they welcomed me with open arms, like I they had known me forever. And um, well, a couple of them actually had, but that was you know probably through the clot at Indianapolis. But nevertheless, um, you know, great group. Thank you, um, you know, not only to Walt and Bart, but for the other guys who were instrumental in this. Um, you know, getting getting this started, and you know, really, really thank you for the legacy that you've left us and you know, and continue to give us uh, in the fire service to make sure that we promote uh, not only training but also the good works that we do, and uh, you know, keeping our you know, keeping our brotherhood and sisterhood together. Ben, thank you for carrying the torch and uh, as, as always and, and going forward with this organization. And um, you know, I look forward to this prospering for many years to come. Um, Bobby, love you, brother. So cheers, everybody. And uh, please join us uh, two Thursdays from now. We'll throw the topic out to you. And again, we wish uh, Ben Wables the best of luck in his Dungeons and Dragons tournament. Uh, he actually put something up earlier that I think they came in last place, but hey, brother, maybe next time. So with that, Cheers, everybody. Stay safe and uh, good luck. God bless. Good night.